Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Yoli Ray, who's an empowerment, self-love and visual identity coach. And she works with clients who are struggling with self-doubt, feeling unfulfilled and want to love themselves and love their life. Beautiful. Yoli, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for oh, having a- me. I'm super excited to be here. Yours, you're so, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a little bit more on you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Right now in my business, I am I'm in year, I'm early, early stages. So I'm in year three now um, in the coaching aspect, but I've been a photographer for 10 years hmm. and it was actually photography and my coaching of clients behind the camera through helping them to feel more confident to be more relaxed, to evoke more genuine expressions that um, I really saw the need and the desire to pursue um, more more of a credential in, in the coaching space. And um, and then once I started that, I was, I was just kind of, I love this. I really want to serve people in this capacity more. What, so, what was it about that you were like, that you loved the most? What was stuck out for you? It was the self-transformation. It was, it was, um, and I I mentioned this earlier that I started with um, pursuing self-love and self-confidence courses. And it was the light bulb, just like it was, if I, if I had these tools at um, 15, at 17, at 25, (laughs) like I would be so much more in in a whole different space, you know? And so, um, yeah, so just wanting to bring more of that into my sessions with my clients is really what started me down this path, and um, and I wanted more of a way to integrate that skill set as a photographer into my coaching. So mm. I wanted to marry the two of them. Yeah, because we speak with a lot of photographers, and there is there is a beautiful connection between photography and empowerment and being seen being visible there's also that veil that is here's the here's the identity that i want to be seen however that's not who i am so it's almost with the photography that you do beautiful creative and empowering but it's also how to really feel that on a daily basis rather than look these amazing photos but and then then shrink and be like that that's not the real me yeah. How do you reduce that gap between that figure, that identity, and what's truly going on within the within the person? Yeah, I think it starts with self awareness, and um, 
as a, as a general client from, so if somebody just comes to me and asks, has, I want to, I want to do an empowerment photo session, um, or a portrait session. Just the mere fact that you're doing a portrait session with someone is an intimate experience because it's a one-on-one um, experience. And you really, in order for the client to feel at ease and to evoke genuine expression, there has to be some level of trust. So my pre-session process um, is starts with questionnaires. It starts with a planning session, a getting to know you. So there's a rapport, a relationship that's that's building before I pull out the camera. Mm. And by integrating the coaching piece, um, you know, once I got certified, I started really working on the identity and the embodiment of the, the, the identity of the person that we want to capture. So who are you really? And how can we align that authentically um, with the with the images that we're going to produce in the next six, you know, in six weeks? Yeah. Love that. Now you, you mentioned earlier about the if only if only we had these tools, these empowerment tools way back when. I mean, I, I love that phrase. I also think it's kind of uh, it's a little bit hit and miss because yeah, if if we would have been taught all this, you know, and forget yourself, we coach people through the mental, through the emotional, through the physical, and then through the reality, the environmental. It's, it's the areas of our business that are that we can control. Now if we'd have been taught this stuff at school, things would be different, right? However, yeah. we've got four kids. I know firsthand that kids don't do a damn thing you say. They want to do it their own way. And there's something kind of beautiful about trying to blend these two worlds where, I mean, we coach the four levels of understanding. Mm-hmm. Level one is just logical. Logically, you get it. Then it's physical. You see it. Then it's um, emotional. You feel it. Fourth one, and this is the key, experiential. Yeah. You have to do that and make the mistake. So honestly, now, if you'd have had these tools you tagged at the 15, <laughs> would you have really wanted to use them? Or you're like, whatever, I'm going to go and do this. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Um, I think there's something to be said for having the learnings, having the knowledge, whether you choose to implement or try it or use them at that time yeah you still know in the back like there's things my parents taught me I mean obviously (laughs) I don't know that there's a child alive that listened to everything their parents told them but there's I think there comes a certain point as an adult Mm. that you're like you know what my dad was right my mom was right that about whatever and um and then you start to lean into that teaching a little bit maybe from your own lens but yeah, I, I I do I I think that there's something to be said there for for having the knowledge, even if you're not leaning into it till ten years from now, fifteen years from now. Yeah, and we were joking before you came online on on the podcast, but in this day and age, it is no longer a knowledge problem with anything; it's an application problem. Right, and that comes back down to us, the business owner, the person, the human being. Yeah. So yeah, to, to have this knowledge is great but it's how you apply it it's the energy behind it it's maybe the the overcorrection of, of the kids which you go towards your parents or away right Wh- which one do you want to go to and then you, then you kind of find your balance so how has that shown up in your business because obviously you, you've been through some massive transitions the things that you do the people that you work with what's it been like for you as you was like actually yeah I, this this empowerment this the, the life coaching element of this 
What was it like once you found that and then started to really double down on it? What was that like? It was exciting. It, it, that was probably the best word. I love to learn. I'm a consumer of knowledge. And I feel like when it started to click for me and I really wanted to dig into it, I really just wanted to learn and absorb as much as I could mm. uh, because, and it's, you know, it, it wasn't without its challenges for integration or implementation, but trying to figure out what, I think probably the biggest challenge was trying to figure out what worked for me and how I could make it part of my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, that that was that's probably been the biggest challenge because th there are some things that you you learn and you're like yeah that's not really going to work for me um you know <laughs> I I joke about this all the time I'm not a good meditator and I love the idea and the concept of meditation but if yeah. it's longer than like a minute I'm off doing something else so I've started using um, what I call meditative walks where I go out on a walk and I use that time for self-reflection and, in, in um, you know, looking inward. Mm. But whenever I thought about meditation, I thought about it as sitting down, eyes closed, deep breathing, just really kind of listening and engaging in my breath. Um, <laughs> on my own, in a group setting, I could do it totally fine. On my mm -hmm. own, my mind will go to 18 other things that I could be doing. Yeah. So it's really about, for me, I unplug, I go on these meditative walks and, um, and that's how I, that's, that's what I had to do to, to, to get it to work for me. So mm. th that's kind of, you've said, because there's all these different modalities, different ways of working and find the right thing for you. There's also the flip side, which is we often there's one thing we need to do and we'll find a way to say oh i'm gonna do it my way in this way and it's like hold on it's not actually doing the thing that it should be doing it's doing a different thing and we can kind of justify it we're experts at justifying yeah so what we are we coach and guide through meditation that's that's one of the modalities that, that we, we we use on a, on a daily basis now what is it if you what is it in that moment that you're like ah i can't do it what does it feel like first hmm um, I would say a little, a, a little bit of anxiousness, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit of anxiousness because what ends up happening is I'm like, oh, let me go do this. Let me go do that. Mm. Yeah. So is it that, is it the thoughts that come up that make you anxious or is it, I, yeah. there's other things I should be doing right now that make you anxious because two different things. No, it's the thoughts that come up. Cause I know, yeah. I know it's good for me and I know it's, you know, it's, it is a form of self-care and it's the thoughts that come up of, oh, you need to do that. Oh, you need to do this. Then what would make it work for you? What, what do you need? I mean, just blue sky thinking. Mm. What, what, what would you, what do you need to make this a reality so that you can actually do that? I don't I need to, I would need, I would need to not have these intrusive thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So these, these, these damn intrusive thoughts. These damn so, intrusive thoughts. <laughs> says the entrepreneur that they're, they're everywhere. They're all, I mean, 
again, one of the modalities that you teach and coach through, the personality types, the archetypes. Now, these, in its simplest form, are intrusive thoughts. They're different personalities come into play. So if we can find the similarities between what you know, what you coach, and what you're going through, and realize there is a thread here. There's something similar, and then you can start to see it. This is this kind of the fun and games of what we do on Forget Yourself, being able to shift that perspective based on known facts. Makes it real for you. Mm. So where else do these intrusive thoughts show up for you as, and this is where it gets beautiful, as a life coach, as someone who helps entrepreneurs, adults, and also teens. But obviously you're going through your own challenges because congratulations, you're human. You're leveling up. It's always going to happen. Where do these thoughts come into play? Ooh. Well, they come in my business. Um, well, like I said earlier, anytime I'm, you know, putting out something new, mm. um, yeah, anytime I'm trying or putting a, trying something new or putting out something new, um, it shows up these, intu- these intrusive thoughts. <laughs> is it new offers or is it new content or all of them? New con- both, uh, both, yeah. honestly. Yeah. New content, new offers. Oh yeah. Just, you know, I, I, I do, um, destination sessions with my high school seniors and, you know, just coming up with concepts that, that might, that would resonate with that age group that that's another, you know, area that those, those intrusive thoughts would come up. Okay. And then these, these, these damn sneaky or sometimes not so sneaky intrusive thoughts, what is it? How does it control you? What does it what does it make you do or not do? Or not do it it um it makes me procrastinate. That's probably the biggest thing. Mm. Um, sometimes to the point where it doesn't get done at all. Oh, so it's it's not just like putting it off and I'll get back to it, I'll come back to it. It's like now I'll put it off and then it's like I can now yeah. avoid it completely. It's gone right. off my radar because yeah. back to the meditation um, example you said, there's more important things I need to be doing right now. Is that maybe the justification that comes up? Mm, I wouldn't say uh, not in that mo- not in those moments. Um, what'll happen is let's say I'm trying, I'm going to put something out and for whatever reason I'm hesitant about it or I'm procrastinating about doing it. Um, I, the perfectionist in me will say, Oh, it's not ready yet. Mm. Or you need to do this, 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 and this. Um, and then I don't have the time to do those things or can't find the time to do those things or just don't make the time to just, how are you <laughs> just don't make the time to do those things, which delays getting the thing done or getting it put yeah. out there. And then, um, and then if it, do- if it doesn't happen at all, it's because I've waited to procrastinated too long to now it's just mm-hmm. an embarrassment to try to do it at a rush job. Um, uh-huh. or it's something else has taken priority and then I never get back to that. Yeah. So are these, are these challenges, are they, have you faced these all the way through your life as an entrepreneur or did these have these sort of moved and, and changed and evolved as you've kind of progressed um i i 
think that they kind of changed and evolved as I've progressed. When I was mm. with, like using the social media example, when I was um, just in the photography space, it was easy to, to show up on social media and just post the pretty pictures and mm. not really have to um, show up as, you know, be the face of my brand and tell my story. Um, so that required me to get more vulnerable when I moved into the coaching space. Um, more now you're in front of the camera. Now it's now, now you are the right. brand, you are the face like, oh, but I'm not used to this. I've always been on the, on the back and it was, it was safer maybe. Yeah, it was, it was. And there was a time in my life, a long time ago, we won't calculate the years where I was in front of the camera, um, very, very early in my young adulthood, I was a model and I was totally comfortable in front of the camera, but I didn't have to share my story in front of the camera. And when you're modeling, you're selling someone else's story, brand, mm. product. So it was very different. Um, and of course that was years, years removed. So um, lots of time to <laughs> to learn something new and then try to put it out there. And of course, um, compare that to what else is going on, what else is out there in, in the world that's along the same lines. Yeah. So that persona, that identity that you were taking on as a model, it's like, it's not me. So that you have that, you have, you have your shield, should we call it that way? Yeah. And now it's more being comfortable with being you, being comfortable with these new scenarios, new thoughts. We can go back to the meditation, go back to putting content and offers out there. It's the same thing. Be able to take that control, controlling your thoughts, controlling your anxiety, controlling the feelings. Because we can talk to a blue in the face about all the thoughts and shift the perceptions, but we all know what to do. I mean, crumbs, you know what to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do it. And what's that? It's not the thoughts because we have the logic. It's the dual aspect. It's the feelings. It's the emotions. Yeah. So as you've experienced the sort the roller coaster, the ups, the downs, the anxiety, the, the procrastination, the damn right avoidance, as you've gone through this personally for your business, how how has this actually helped you as as a coach to have been going through and still going through this at different levels? I think that my recent experience keeps me closer to where my clients are. Like mm. it's not that you know, I went through it, solved it, moved on from it, 10 years removed. And now I'm helping people who are just now going through it. Um, there's that huge time gap. And I, I feel like I'm much more closer to where they are. Um, and if I could use a, you know, the analogy of kind of following in the footprints of someone who's gone before you, they're not a mile ahead of you. They're like 10 feet. So you can still see yeah. the footprint. Yeah, so the, the water hasn't come out and washed the footprints away because it's been so long. It's no, no, I can still I can still see and you can still look back and go, ah, okay, I've yeah. got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's for you, it's that it's building that relationship, it's building that connection. Yeah, it's very important. Okay. So what's what's next for you? Where where is this ship going? Because with the empowerment that you do, being an expert with the identity and and the self-love. What's what's the goal? Where are you going towards? My goal. 
my goal is to, I think just to help as many people as I can, to support as many people as I can, because I think once that we, um, once we begin to make these shifts in our own lives, it, it, it becomes inevitable to not share that knowledge in that mm. transformation and experience with other people. And, you know, as an individual, there's only so many people I can work with at a time, you know, right in my lifetime, but it, those people then were able to touch mm. and help support. Um, then, and then that just kind of create a ripple effect. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's really just my, you know, my ultimate goal is to just be as, as, um, to offer as much support and, and, uh, and, and to teach as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. So this it's not just the direct impact, it's the indirect. It is what's going to happen. I'll just, what, what impact that person's going to have. Right. What reach they have. That's right. kind of beautiful because now you just multiplied exponentially what it is that you do. We talk about missions. We talk about visions. We talk about leaving a legacy. That's all good and well, but how is that going to actually happen? And so with this is you, you see the ripple effect. It's also get out your own way to be able to be in a position where you can do this. And yeah. maybe this is the, this is the current challenge because once you overcome this, this is almost next level for your clients, next level for your community. So it's almost like, Hey, here's the next thing you need to work on because the other side of this is, Oh my gosh, when they can see these footprints, what else is possible? Right? Right. Yes. Yes. What do so I have from to that perspective, you? from that perspective, what what are the, the next level challenges that maybe you, you're not going through right now that is like, ah, oh, I, I know this is coming up. I can see this in the next iteration, but I'm not ready for it yet. What are they? It's probably scaling and growing. Um, because right now I'm a solopreneur. And, um, yeah, I think the, you know, bringing on people to further my vision and my goal is a challenge that I haven't really, um, I know that's going to be a challenge I've worked with. I've, I've managed people before and just finding the right people who, um, believe in your vision and who are mm -hmm. going to be champions of that, um, to fit into your into your business model i think that's going to be the next set of challenges is that how do i grow um yeah. the business and bring in the right people hmm. who are going to love on my clients you see this is this going to be a challenge it's going to be hard you know for well that's a false belief it doesn't have to be hard so what is it that you think might be hard what is it what have you seen that's planted that seed or what have you heard that thinks this is the way it is What's that? I don't know that. I don't think that the the actual steps. I'm not saying that the actual steps of doing that's going to be hard. I think mm. it's just um, opening. It's releasing the control <laughs> to open that up to other people to be able to take on those. That's what it is. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that, Mark. <laughs> Go on. Ooh, yeah, it's the, you know, 
when when you've been the one wearing all the hats, making all decisions, doing all the you know doing all the things, right? Yeah. You now have to relinquish a little bit of control when you hand over that responsibility or responsibilities to one or multiple people. And I think that internally is the thing. <laughs> like to mm. not have to have your hands on everything. Um, and trust the people that trust that the people you put in those positions have not only the skill set, but the desire and the um and the capacity to to do a better job than you have the capacity to do. Um, and it's finding the right people. Okay. So here is, I love the way that kind of dropped in and I love your, Ooh, Ooh, in a moment, this is, this is new. This is, this is different territory. And I think the beautiful thing for what I heard was step one, gaining complete control of your thoughts and your emotions, gaining control of what it is, the actions that you can do without procrastination, perfectionism, all these, all the solopreneur traits getting in the way of you becoming the CEO that you are born to be. So once you gain back, gain control of all these things, shit, now I've got to release control. So the one thing that you built up that you need to get there is the one thing you need to release. Absolutely. How about that for a contradiction? Yeah. That, yeah, that was a, <laughs> a moment right there. Uh, yeah, that's a... Mm, we all get to ponder that. So I, just to, to leave everyone with, with, with the concept that with Unforget Yourself, we talk about this so much on the podcast and, and with our clients, that that one thing, whatever the one thing is for you, what is that one thing that got you to the level that you are? That one thing that allowed you to reach the heights. Maybe you've glorified it. But that one thing is now the one thing that is actually destroying, that's holding you back, that's actually getting in your own way. Once we can find what that one thing is, that's where the work starts because that's the scariest thing to let go of because it gave me success. It kept me safe. It's because of this that I got to this place. It's also because of this that I can't move forward. And then we have to evolve and change our identity. The stories, the beliefs, the promises, the emotions that are assigned to that. There's a lot in that. There is. So that might be your one thing, the control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that as an as you were just you know just walking through that, the, the one thing that kept resonating with me is that um, doing things on my own gets you know just having 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 the ownership and the control to run the race as fast as I can, as fast as I am able to at any given point in time. Um, working throughout the entire weekend or whatever that may look like. But mm. um, but when you're running a race by yourself, you control the speed. When you are trying to bring people along with you, your, your team, you don't necessarily control the speed. But Ooh. you also can't expand without the team like you can't grow and scale without the support of other people mm, so if, if if your business I mean. was working at 80 percent capacity but there was five team members you do the quick maths that's a lot more right yeah trying to do a sprint on your own versus having a relay team 
I can I can be quick at sprinting, but if I got if I'm trying to battle four people, they're going to beat me at hands down because they're going yeah. fresh. They're going new, right? I, I can't beat them. I know I can't. I can right. try, but yeah. I'm in control of what I do. Yeah, but look, they're going to beat you. Yeah, we get, um, there's a gazillion analogies we can have, but it's kind of fun to play on this again to find the right thing for you. It's like, oh, I get it now. Oh shit, and it comes back into, ah, oh, I've got to, I've got to do the thing now. I've got to do the scary thing. It's new, it's different, and now we're battling our own biology. <laughs> fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. It really hey, Yoli, thank, thank you so much for, for sharing and, and playing with these concepts in the moment with me. It's, it's super fun to understand. Um, everyone's got a different perspective. Everyone's got a different challenge that we're working on. But if we can share this with the world, it's like, hey, everyone, you're not alone. We're all going through this. Yeah. It's kind of it's beautiful and scary, but it's, it's, it's part of it. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're welcome. You're so, yeah, so welcome. So and look, if people want to find out more about about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Um, on my my website is yoliray.com, Y-O-L-I-R-A-Y. And on TikTok and Instagram, I'm at the real Yoli Ray. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're you're curious or like, hell yeah, I need to know more about this, please go check out the websites, go check out Instagram. And again, Yoli, thank you for being here. Thank you for playing along. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.